Good morning all and welcome to this morning's encounter with the Lord. This is Russell your host. How are we all this morning? Good morning Russell. Good morning everyone. Good morning Russell. Good morning everybody. Good morning Russell. Good morning everyone. Good morning Father. Good morning Jesus. Good morning Holy Spirit. We thank you Lord. for this new day for this new lease of time you are added to our destiny that that line of our destiny continues and you give us a fresh opportunity to look back on our mistakes to look back on our failures but also to look back on missed opportunities you open up this new door for us today with the new dawn and make to mark a new beginning we acknowledge your presence in this day father we ask forgiveness for our failures for our sins for our shortcomings for all our mistakes for all the times we have hurt you and others for all the times we have failed to serve you and to serve others as a way of serving you we ask forgiveness father we ask you to direct our thoughts our words our path our prayer We trust in you, O Lord, with all our heart. We lean not on our own understanding, but on the revelation that you grant us, Father, through your Spirit. And we ask you to go with us this day, so that where you lead us, we shall follow, knowing that we walk hand in hand in the path of light with our Father. And when God is for us, no one and nothing. can be or stand against us this is our faith our trust we put in you our shepherd and the peace and the joy that you pour into our hearts this morning lord we share it with all those that are part of this prayer meeting all those that are beneficiaries of requests on this prayer group or are part of this praying family together we share it with all those that are called christians by your name and do not yet know you have not yet encountered you and all those that have willfully gone away and do not want to know you we ask for mercy and we ask that you quicken them o lord that their eyes and their hearts be opened and their step turns towards you their maker their father and so as we make our prayer this morning we call on your name the name of that very same maker our creator our god the apex authority the lord who is our shield and our strength the god of abraham who always honors faith the one who blots out our transgressions the one who is the lifter and the preserver of men and we pray in the name of jesus your son our deliverer our strong tower the rock on which we build our home of faith our church the one who is our daily bread and in this he who shall judge the quick and the dead we pray in the name of his spirit the spirit of truth and light who reveals to us the mysteries hidden within the word the one who raises us and gives life to our spirit 
the one who has made his tabernacle in our body. So that we can say we have Emmanuel, God with us in the true sense. He will never leave us. The very same spirit of Jesus with us. The breath of the Father who reveals the deep and secret things. The one who changes these times and seasons. We thank you, Lord, that you have blessed us with your Son and your Spirit. You have given us everything we need in this life in order to prosper. And you have put it all down in record, signed by your integrity and hidden within your word for us to explore, for us to understand, to apply, to use in our life your principles, your prophecies, your promises. Guaranteed by your authority, your name. You said your word, you exalt above your name. Heaven and earth shall pass, that word shall not pass. Until it is fulfilled. We thank you, Father, that you have blessed us with your revelation. You have blessed us with your gifts in the spirit. That as we learn how to operate in those gifts, we are able to work towards your kingdom and within your kingdom that many more lives like ours, like someone worked on our life and we were brought into your kingdom. Many such lives can be saved. All those that are still the children of your inheritance, the children of our father, our brothers, our sisters. We thank you, Father, that you have blessed us with all our needs. And you teach us how to battle, not only in the physical, but also in the spiritual, more importantly in that spiritual. So that every obstruction that stands in our way, we cut it down. Every shut door, we break it down. Every bronze gate, we pull down. Every iron bar, we cut in sunder. You give us the weapons of our warfare. And you give us our priesthood through our relationship with you, and through your word. You gave us the gift of your word. You gave us the gift of prayer. Thank you, Father, for all that you do for us. And we thank you that you give of your presence to us, patiently listening to everything that we have to say. And you hear this prayer right now as well. We thank you, Lord. And today, as we get into our reflection, we see that yesterday, we just a recap of yesterday, we reflected on first being a servant and then growing to be a son. Today, I'd like us to reflect on what does it mean to be a servant of God? How can I be a good servant of God? And it's amazing in the ways the Lord works because he's worked with Brother Savio as well last night as he reflected. And he reflected on the same topic that was given to him. Servanthood, I'd encourage each one to read that reflection on the Telegram group or on our Facebook page as well. Jesus said he came that we might have abundance. 
and he taught by example. His method was to rise through service. And when you study his life of servanthood closely, there are five characteristics that stand out for the good servant. These are all identified from the book of Mark and in a few places in the book of Matthew. So I shall just list the five first and then we shall have a brief discussion on them. The first one, a true servant of the Lord has a sure knowledge of who God is. Second, a true servant of the Lord practices self-denial. The third one, a servant of the Lord is a worker. The fourth one, the true servant has compassion on others. And he does so following Jesus' example. And the fifth one, the true servant of the Lord exhibits boldness and courage. Now let's look at each with examples from the Bible. The first one is about the sure knowledge of who God is. And the verse that immediately comes to mind there is Mark chapter 8 verse 29, where Jesus asked his disciples, whom do you say that I am? He first asked them, whom do people say that I am? And then he went more specifically asking them personally, whom do you say I am? And Peter answered and said to him, you are the Christ. It is what you know about him experientially and personally, not what you have heard from others about who Jesus is. Your own conviction is what gets you started and keeps you going. Who do you say and know him, Jesus, to be? That is a personal question that each of us must reflect on. How real is Jesus to you? The second one is on self-denial. The true servant of God practices self-denial. In Mark chapter 8, verse 34, when Jesus called the people unto him, along with his disciples as well, he said unto them, whosoever will come after me or will follow me, let him deny himself and take up his cross and follow me. Now note that this was long before he took up his own cross as well. So it was kind of prophetic there too. But it is important to remind ourselves that to be his servant, we must be available when needed. We must be ready to join him in that crusade. Are we really heeding when he calls? Or do we say, I am busy now, do not disturb me. Or I am asleep, why bother me? I'm too lazy to get out of bed. Or I'm too tired. Or I'm watching a movie or I'm with friends or family, I'll see you later. And he tests us in this. I'm sure many of you have had that experience. I know I have failed that test before. What is your response going to be when you are awakened 
when it becomes apparent to you what you have missed. Is your spirit willing, but is your flesh weak? It is time we focus on our priorities. Are they in the wrong place? And if they are, think again. Go back and reevaluate. The third characteristic is being a worker. Mark 10 verse 45 says, and this was Jesus speaking now, for even the son of man came not to be served, but to serve and to give his life as a ransom for many. That was the extent of his service, to give his life as a ransom. Now, Jesus was very focused, if you see that statement, very focused and very clear on where his priorities are. He knew what his mission was. He said, the Son of Man did not come to serve, to be served, but to serve. He knew his purpose, and it was to serve the people. He looked at them first, not himself, though he was a king. Are we looking at the people around us? with this intent to serve or are we priding on our own selves? Are we standing on the hill of our ego so that everyone else can be looked down upon? Are we concerned about our own comfort first? And then if there is anything left, we'll consider if we want to share it. Or are we looking at how can I make someone else's day better today? What value can I contribute to their lives? Knowing that that value sits within me already. Jesus walked, he traveled, he ministered, he healed, he fed the multitudes of people. He taught and he worked miracles. All of this tirelessly. And in John 4 verse 34, when asked about food, he said, my food is to do the will of him who sent me. The son of man came not to be served. He was very clear on purpose, did not divert from it. Is our conviction about our purpose shaky? Even until his last night when he washed the disciples' feet, he led by example. Humility and service. And he taught them to serve that same way. Where in John 13 verse 15 he said, Do as I have done to you. Serve with humility. What is our attitude towards others in our family? It starts from the family, yes. Our attitude towards others in our family, in our community, at our workplace. Do we carry that humility to be of service to others? Or are we just looking to be served and grumble about things that are not done in the right way? Number four, having passion on others by following his example which is one of the most, sorry, compassion on others. And this is one of the most difficult ones. 
especially when others hurt us. There are many verses in the Bible on compassion, but the one that stands out here for me today is Ephesians 4, verse 32, where he says, Be kind and compassionate to one another, forgiving each other, just as in Christ God forgave you. And another good one where he explains compassion is Luke 6, verse 35. Where he says, love your enemies and do good. Now he's literally explaining compassion. Love your enemies and do good. And lend expecting nothing in return. And your reward will be great. And you will be sons of the Most High. Remember, he was the son of the Most High. So he says, you will be like me. You will share in that inheritance. Sons of the Most High, for he is kind to the ungrateful. Now, this is God. For God is kind to the ungrateful and the evil. And then he goes on to say that famous verse that we quote in our I confess boldly. Give and it shall be given unto you. Good measure, pressed down, shaken together, running over. To follow his example of compassion. And the fifth one is exhibiting boldness and courage. In Mark 8 verse 38, Jesus says, Whoever shall be ashamed of me and of my words in this adulterous and sinful generation, of him also shall the Son of Man be ashamed when he comes in the glory of his Father with the holy angels. How are you responding when the Lord puts something on your heart? And he says, go and teach. Go and pray. Pray for healing. Go and serve someone. When he puts you out of your comfort zone, do we say, Lord, why me? Send someone else. Vivek prays so beautifully. Send him. Why me? I'm too scared or I'm too shy. What will people think or say about me if I speak the name of Jesus before them? Knowing that they do not want to talk about religion or Christianity. Are we being courageous? Or are we just trying to fit in with the secular? Or are we acting out of fear? If he gives you a task, he will also provide the grace to fulfill it. That we must always remember. He will not send you alone on your own. Remember in Matthew 20, Matthew 28, at the end he said, and I will always be with you even unto the end of time. Our job is to let go our inhibition and trust him. To be courageous and to go out and do business on his behalf, like the third servant in the parable of the talents, the one who was given the five talents, like Jesus who was obedient unto death. This is the kind of servant of whom he says, as is seen in Matthew 25 verse 23 now, in the parable of the talents. Of whom God says, well done, my good and faithful servant. You have been faithful over a few things. 
I will make you ruler over many things. Enter now into the joy of your Lord. That is our ultimate goal. Now one thing to remember is that we will be tested in each of these characteristics. And it is only when we build ourselves to that level in the spirit that we will grow in our authority and we will step through servanthood into sonship, into exercising authority where that ring that he put on the finger of the prodigal son now gives him power to speak in authority. Father, in the name of Jesus, I pray that we each understand where you are taking us through this journey, through servanthood, to sonship, to priesthood, and then kingship. So that as we work with you in obedience, in submission and surrender to you, learning through your word every single day, your ways, your patterns, your principles, and keeping your promises treasured, buried in our heart, so that when it is time to speak through our priesthood and through our kingship, we speak, Lord, in the authority of our king. And everything must follow that authority and bow its head before it. We ask for that edification in our spirit this day, Lord. That our eyes are opened to see the bigger picture of where you are taking us on this journey in the kingdom. That it is no longer I, but it is about the entire kingdom that you are entrusting responsibility on each of us. And you said the kingdom is not far. Jesus, you said it is within you. So it is already within each of us. And Lord, you said, seek first that kingdom, which is not away, which is not outside. It's already within. Now, once we seek that kingdom and we are able to understand what it is and how it works, then all these things shall be added, all these things that we desire or can even conceive or imagine shall be added unto us. We ask for that edification along our journey in this life, Father, in the Spirit. And as we pray for spiritual growth, we also pray for our physical and for our temporal needs, for those of our families, every request that has been mentioned on this prayer group. We pray for all those that are battling sickness and disease. We pray for all those that are hospitalized this day. We pray for every family that is battling separation in any form of division where the enemy is seeking to steal from them. We pray also for every family that is part of the Brisbane prayer group and every member of each of these families. 
we plead your blood, Jesus, over each of these families that we are now praying for. That you take over the advocacy, you take over that battle on behalf of these families. And we stand by you, Lord, exercising our priesthood in faith. We put on our angels and dispatch them on assignments according to your will for each of these lives. The plan that you have for them in your kingdom. We call the angel of the Lord to encamp about each of us. To protect us and keep us safe from harm, sin, danger, accident, injury, pilfering, theft, hijacking, terrorism and any kind of natural disaster. I command that angelic protection in the mighty name of Jesus. We pray also for all those that are battling all kinds of strongholds in their lives, including addictions, any kind of mental disorders or compulsions in their behavior. Fits of anger. We pray also for all those that are seeking new jobs, that are battling financial challenges as well. Let everything that stands in their way be cut down. Under your authority, Jesus, every force of wickedness that blocks, that shuts that door on their destiny, we force that door open under your authority. And your word says you, have the, you carry the keys of David. That what you open, that door no one can shut, Lord. We carry them, each of these are brothers and our sisters, and place them between the horns of your tabernacle, before your mercy seat, knowing that from your scripture, everyone that is placed between the horns of your tabernacle must and will receive your mercy. We pray for all those members of our family and our friend circles as well that have not yet received the gift of their salvation. That they be quickened and drawn towards you, Father. That they might call on your name, Abba, Father, and be delivered. We pray also for our own personal needs and those of our families. We now connect with you in our spirit to pray in the gift that you have given us, the gift of tongues. We thank you, Father, that you have heard us, that you always hear us. And when we release our faith and speak your word, that prayer must be an answered prayer. There is nothing short of it that we will accept. The miracle that we have visualized and given you a vision of Father through this prayer, we expect it to come to pass in the name of Jesus. I encourage all those that can pray in tongues to unmute and join in. Those that are praying for that gift to release your tongue and your faith and ask the Holy Spirit to take over. Let us now pray in the Spirit. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Holy Spirit. 
Thank you, Holy Spirit. I 
The verse that I am led to is from the book of Joshua, chapter 8, verse 1, where it was written, 
And the Lord said unto Joshua, Fear not, neither be thou dismayed. Take all the people of war with thee, and arise. Go up to Ai. See, I have given into thy hand the king of Ai and his people, and his city and his land. Something tells me this verse is prophetic. Amen. Thank you, Jesus, we receive and we ask for discernment of what you are trying to tell us here. We also have a scripture that was shared, that is shared in the chat. This is from the book of Isaiah 53, verse 3 and 4, where it is written, He was despised and rejected by men, a man of sorrows and familiar with suffering. Like one from whom men hide their faces, he was despised. And we esteemed him not. Surely he took up our infirmities and he carried our sorrows. Yet we considered him stricken by God, smitten by him, and afflicted. That's the suffering servant. We have another scripture that has been shared in the chat. This is from James chapter 3, verses 17 and 18, where it is written, But the wisdom that comes from heaven is first of all pure, then peace-loving, Considerate, submissive, full of mercy and good fruit, impartial and sincere, peacemakers who sow in peace reap a harvest of righteousness. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. Before we conclude, just a reminder on our Bible study topic for this Friday. It will be a two-part session on what authority has God given you as a believer. And that is for each one of us. It will be an eye-opener that will help us stage and build our platform for the battles that lie before us. We shall share a flyer which has the program on it and the start times for various time zones around the world as well as links to, to start or to attend the meeting on Zoom and on YouTube as well. By clicking on the word Zoom and YouTube on that flyer, people can join in. Please share that flyer with your friends and family and invite them to come. This is their battle as well. It is worth them figuring out what the truth is too. And let the mercy and the grace and the peace of our Lord Jesus Christ and his favor that comes out of his jealous love for us, let that be multiplied in each of our lives this day so that as we are blessed, let us in turn carry our testimony and his gospel 
and go out and be a blessing to everyone around us in the name of Jesus and for his glory. Be blessed and have a wonderful day, everyone. Thank you, Russell. Russell, God bless everyone. God bless you, everybody. Have a good day.